This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and solutions for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you might review how you're doing with the essential seven areas for a happier life. And we will talk to American chef, TV host, and podcaster, Carla Hall. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. Yes, you guessed it. I am in my home office in New York City, and joining me today is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, it has been quite a week. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretchen, we have a new president-elect. Yes. So this episode that we're recording now will come out in a few days on 11-11, which, Alyssa, that that seems like an auspicious day to me. What do you think? 11-11. Seems lucky. And last week in the United States, we had our election, and it took four days to get a result. Now the vote has been decided. It was the longest four days ever. (laughs) Yes, we're very happy and relieved. Yes. And this election, as with any milestone moment, provides an opportunity for us to reflect about our own values and how we can serve the highest ideals of our country and ourselves. And 2021 is going to be a very important year for that. Yeah, Gretch, I love what I've seen you um, say on Instagram, which is that the election gives you your America feeling, which I think yes. is true for a lot of us. Yes. Um, yes. Celebrating democracy. Celebrating democracy. And speaking of 2021, our Try This at Home tip is something to help us end the year strong and go into 2021 strong. Our Try This at Home tip is to review how you're doing with the essential seven to see what you're doing well and where you might have room for improvement. So what are the essential seven, Gretchen? Essential seven what? Okay, so the essential seven are the seven areas into which just about every desirable habit falls. If <laughs> I have talked to people for years and years, what habit do you want? What habit do you want to break? 
And just about everything falls into these into these seven. And so, you know, we all need a reset after the election. We're heading into the end of the year, the new year. It's a good time for reflection. Yeah. And Gretchen, we talked about the essential seven back in our very special episode 90. Yes. So I'll I'll post a link to that if you want to listen to that. Um, But here are the seven. So the first is to eat and drink more healthfully. So this is when people want to give up sugar or eat more vegetables or drink less alcohol. Uh, Number two is exercise regularly. Um, So if you've been doing Walk 20 and 20, like you've been doing great in that part of the essential seven. Uh, And now number three, save, spend, and earn wisely, which is about saving regularly or paying down debt, donating to worthy causes, keeping current with your expense reports, taking classes to expand your career options. This obviously is something a lot of people are thinking about because of the pandemic. It's had a lot of effect on people's income. The fourth of the essential seven is to rest, relax, and enjoy. So this is like read a book instead of checking the internet, get enough sleep, spend less time in the car. Again, with the pandemic, maybe some people have been doing great with that. Mm. Number five is to stop procrastinating and make consistent progress. Because when you talk to people about their habits, a lot of times they really want to practice an instrument or set aside two hours daily for uninterrupted work or learn a language or learn to keep a gratitude journal. So it's like, are you keeping up with that? Um, Have you figured out a way to make consistent progress? Consistent progress, something we all grapple with. Yes, yes. The sixth one is very close to my heart as somebody who loves (laughs) outer order. It is to simplify, clear, and organize. So that's things like make your bed every day or file regularly or give away clothing that you're not using. And then finally, the seventh one is a very big one, and that is to engage more deeply. And so that includes engaging with other people, with God, with yourself, with the world. So this is whether you want to volunteer, whether you want to observe the Sabbath, spend time alone in nature, read the Bible every day. And I think this year, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, wanting to be more civically engaged, wanting to uh, educate themselves about racial justice. So this is all about those aims that are about engaging more deeply with the world. Yeah, so this is really the perfect time to just stop and evaluate how you're doing in these seven areas. Um, Gret, should we give ourselves like a gold star and a demerit for how we're doing? Yes, and we should say as always that a demerit is not about beating ourselves up. (laughs) It's a way that we can identify areas for growth. And the fact is a lot of times when we give ourselves demerits, we do then turn around and do a better job. So they're very, they they are very helpful. And with this, it's sort of like we have, we still have a couple more months to go. Think about this time and then also think about um, heading into the new year. So Elizabeth, what would you say a demerit is? I think for me, and I don't think this will surprise anyone because I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast, which is eating habits. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like during the pandemic, during the election, um, I just, I have not been eating well. I've been eating too much junk food. So Mm -hmm. that would be my demerit for sure. So that'd be an area you'd want to work on that first area. Yes. And I'm trying to add in more vegetables. So I'm, mm. um, but that process got completely derailed um, the last few weeks. But now that the election is over, I want to kick back up my vegetable eating. Now, where would you give yourself a gold star? I'd give myself a gold star in the exercise department because in addition to doing 20 for 20, I mean, some days I've been doing up to 20,000 steps a day. 
Yeah. Like for me, like seven miles. Yes. Ever since I've gotten the treadmill desk up and going in my home yeah. office, I have been walking so much. I've also been meeting friends to walk, like whenever I have the opportunity. Yeah. So I've really been walking a lot and doing my uh, virtual training. So I'm proud yes. of myself for that. Yes. Yes. And we should say as a type one diabetic, that's especially important because in addition to the usual, all the benefits that you get, it helps you with your blood sugar. And so that's really important. And then if you were going to say like, is there an area that you could identify where you're like, okay, this is where, this is one of the areas where I want to up my game. Uh, I think definitely for me, it's that I want to engage more deeply. Mm -hmm. So that's both like with friends and family and also community, like you were saying. Yeah. So that's where I want to like put some more focus. Yeah. How about you? What is, do you have a demerit and a gold star in terms of the essential seven? Well, I think I'm giving myself a demerit in that one and engage Mm. more deeply. Um, I think that as the whole COVID period has continued, I think I was much better about like setting up walk and talks with friends and setting up Zoom meetings with like different groups that I'm in. And just generally wanting to, um, like, it was really, really warm here in New York over the last weekend. And I thought, oh, we should do something with the friends where we can sit outside so comfortably. It's so lovely. And I just, I said to Jamie, oh, should we do it? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's the inertia sets in. Social inertia. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, and I mentioned this before where I feel like, and, and now that I've been thinking about it, I'm seeing more and more examples where someone is kind of opening the door to me to be more inf- intimate or more confiding or kind of talk about something uncomfortable. And I realize how quickly I, I kind of don't pick up on that or I just slightly turn the conversation so that it goes in a different way. I think almost before I'm consciously aware of it. So I'm really trying to watch out for that much more to try to really engage more deeply. And I do want to engage more deeply in the world and thinking about ways to do that. And how about a gold star? Well, for making consistent progress, I mean, I don't know that I get a gold star for this because basically the fact is my work hasn't changed that much. And so everything is pretty much like the train wheels are just turning. But it is true that like I've I've kept up with stuff pretty consistently. So I think I can get a I think I can get a gold star. Yeah. Um, Gretchen, you are I mean, I guess it's the upholder uh, maybe. in you. I am always amazed at your ability just to plow forward no matter what is going on. Uh, whereas I get derailed by news and, and things like that, you just plow forward. Well, but it's interesting that you say that because I think it's an aspect of upholderness that often upholders are very comforted by sticking to routine. And that's why they can sometimes seem rigid because for them, it's very comforting mm, to do things. And so I think almost maybe as a stress reaction, I have may have been more consistent <laughs> Yeah. Um, because like I find that to be reassuring that I'm like, okay, I can control this. I'm going to get these things crossed off my list just like I planned. And like that makes me feel like, okay, I can't control the world, but I can, I can cross something off of a to-do list. And so what area are you going to turn to, like turn your attention to? I'm really going to turn to engage more deeply because I feel like that one, there's, there's so many levels to that. I really want to push myself to think about what would that look like and how I can incorporate that into my day. We have talked about this before. We talked about this in very special episode 90, and I did a whole blog post about it. So I put those links in the show notes because I think it'll be really interesting to hear from listeners where their, yes. where their demerits are, where their gold stars are, where they're looking ahead. Yeah, and it's going to be different this year, I think, from what it would be normally because of the pandemic. 
Yes, yes. So let us know if you do tread this at home and how reviewing the essential seven areas of habits works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. Uh, you can go to happiercast.com slash 299 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a Thanksgiving happiness hack. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. And now it's time for a happiness hack. Yes, and this one comes from Amanda Reed, who happens to be our executive producer, Chuck Reed's wife and our good friend. Amanda had such a great idea for how to celebrate Thanksgiving, and this is something she's been doing for years. Um, now, this year, not everybody's going to be together, but we thought it could be translated into a Zoom situation <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah. So what you do is she cuts out or buys like paper leaves, pretty yeah. paper leaves to represent Thanksgiving. Which turns out you can buy these at like stationery stores. If yes. You know that. Yeah. And then um, she hands out to everybody a leaf and has them write down in their own handwriting what they're grateful for this year. And then she saves it. So yes. that over the years, you gather these leaves. And what's really nice is you can see like your kids' handwriting changing over the years. 
and what everyone's grateful for changes. And you can, um, what she does is she clips them to a banner. She, Mm -hmm. with a paper clip. So they're all hanging there for dinner. And it's just a, it's just such a lovely idea to start. Like we're all looking for traditions and rituals. And I think this is such a nice one. Also it adds to the decor, which is nice. Yes. And you and I were talking about this because we want to do it and saying it'd be great to have everybody write down specific things. So Yes, we're all grateful for family and health, but like yeah. specific things just because that makes it more of a time capsule, the right, more right. specific it is. Right. Like, I'm glad my child is potty trained or, well, yes. or, you know, we got a new puppy or something where it really marks the time. I also like about this is that it's very easy to store, like paper leaves get big marks for like, you can just store them in a little basket or a box, you know, it's yes. not like giant Christmas ornaments or, you know, whatever. And another thing is, you know, Thanksgiving often gets lost. Um, Like, I don't, I only have like one little measly decoration. I've got gigantic holiday decorations for Halloween and Christmas. I don't have much for Thanksgiving. And this is really fun because it's handmade and yet it's very easy to assemble. And it looks great and it's, it's easy to manage. So I guess this year you, maybe you'd say to everybody, cut out your own leaf or buy your own leaf and then mail them to me. Or like when we get together, I'll gather them. Or this year you could write it down for other people. And then the fact that like everything, every leaf is in Amanda's handwriting, for instance, will be its own time capsule because that's the year when we weren't together. So I, I think that that's actually its own yes. interesting ritual this year. It's not a bug. It's a feature. Um, right. So thank you, Amanda. This is such a fun, happy idea um, about giving thanks for Thanksgiving. Yes. And now it's time for an interview. We are so excited to be talking to Carla Hall. You may know world-renowned trained chef Carla Hall from her days as a competitor on Bravo's Top Chef and Top Chef All-Stars, or as a co-host of ABC's popular series The Chew, or from Good Morning America. She's written several cookbooks, and her latest, Carla Hall's Soul Food Every Day in Celebration, was included in many annual Best Cookbook lists across the country and received an NAACP Image Awards nomination. In previous lives, Carla worked as an accountant and a runway model. That's quite a range of occupations before realizing that her deep-rooted passion for food could be her career path. If that's not enough, she recently launched a terrific new podcast called Say Yes with Carla Hall, where she talks to guests about finding success through overcoming adversity. Welcome, Carla. Oh, it is so great to be here. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. It is so great to meet you, Carla. I have seen every episode of (laughs) Top Chef ever. I am such a fan of yours. It is thrilling to get to meet you on this podcast. Thank you so much. You know, I think um, during so many, so many, well, we're in the pandemic now, but in the past, when I, I get all of these people reaching out, because it's been... 14 years since the first one. So the, wow. the question is, how many times have you seen me? Yes, yes. A lot, a lot. She's a big fan. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Now, Carla, where are you Where are you zooming in from? I, I'm actually in Washington, D.C. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's where I live. And uh, I'm just zooming into my padded room right here. So I can yeah, talk you're, to you with that. You're hunkered down. You're hunkered down. Um, so you have this fantastic motto, say yes, adventure follows, then growth. 
This sounds like the kind of mantra that takes years to develop. Did this hit you in a flash? Did you get to it the hard way? How did you come up with that? I, I got to it the hard way. I, uh-huh. You know, it's funny. I was thinking recently, somebody was asking me about this mantra, and I've been saying this for about seven years because I went mm. back to when, how it came about. And it came about, I was approached by someone and they were saying, oh, I want to do six words of oh. advice, right? The six words mm. novels six and word everything. Memoir. Yeah. yeah, those are six so word fun. memoir. Right. Really, really fun. And um and I said, Oh, I don't want to say I want to say something that really means a lot. And I and I remember thinking, I took like half a day and I kept going over six words. Like, what would I really say to somebody? And thinking back to my life. And it mm-hmm. really was say yes, adventure follows, then growth. And as soon as I said because I, I had the adventure part, I had the yes part. I'm like, but then what happens? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, yes, it's growth, and and it's stuck, and and that's pretty much my life. And when I analyze what mantras are, it's they seem so easy. People are like, oh, it's so easy. You can say a mantra. Yeah, but you have to live through it before yes. you get to the mantra. Mm, yeah. Yes. I, I'm curious, Carla, because your podcast is say yes, which I love. But do you ever say no? Like, do you have a policy of saying no to things? I I do. I mean, I say yes probably too, too much. But when it comes to nonprofits and things like that, because I feel like I should use my platform for something and Mm -hmm. stand for something and help people, that I get overwhelmed. And, and a lot of times I'm like, wait, I'm saying yes to so many free things that I have to say no to things where I actually make a living. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And so I came up with a checklist of things that like, what, honestly, what do I, what would I say yes to? And it generally, it has to deal with kids, um, women empowerment, food insecurity, and ah. and something in, in the African-American community or in Africa. And those those are my four boxes. And oh, and, and then um, if something had to do with eyesight or glasses, I would say yes to that because it, they have to deal with my life or the things mm. that I do. Mm. And I had to come up with that checklist and so that I could say to my assistant, I'm like, look, this is a checklist. And so you can yep. say no for me because this is what I'm thinking. Because as you say, in order to say yes, you also have to say no. Right. Because at some point you just you you literally can't accept every opportunity. So saying mm-hmm. no is part of saying yes. Correct. That's right. Uh, oh, that's so interesting. Well, and and you mentioned and just ripping off what you just said, it, you you often talk about your conviction that food connects us all. And it seems like now more than ever, um, we need to find ways to come together. And so how do you feel like food can help to play that role? It's funny that you're mentioning that today. Just a couple of days ago, I was saying, you know, I used to do this class, um, Biscuit Time. And I've made biscuits with strangers, but I actually did a tour, even with the USO, calling it Biscuit Time. Because it's one thing to break bread together. It's another thing to make bread together. Mm. And I said, right? Yes. And often having a project, like doing things together brings people together more right. than just hanging out. Yeah. You know, when you're in a kitchen and you think about, you know, making tamales or, or doing whatever that thing is. 
Uh, and I think that happens through food with generations and different kinds of people. And so I said just recently, I would love to resuscitate this biscuit time because I think it will bring people together because everybody has some form of bread or biscuits. I don't care you're mm-hmm. red or blue, you know, independent, you know, we could come together and talk about biscuits. Mm. I just love the word biscuit. It's just I like know, the coziest, right? like most appealing word. Just... And the yes. best thing to eat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just made some last night. And I said, you know what? I was making some for my stepson. And I said, okay, I'm going to make you some Biden biscuits. Okay, not to get political. But uh, I threw some chocolate chips in them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Perfect. One thing I've noticed watching you for so long on Top Chef and listening to you is that you're such a good talker, but you're also such a good listener. Mm-hmm. Were you always like that? Like back when you were an accountant, would people come to your office and, you know, spill their guts to you? Or is that something you've developed as you've become more of a media presence? I have developed listening skills. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. so it can happen. That's good to it know. It can happen. Interestingly oh. enough, though, I mean, I'm a better listener now, and I think it was after being on The Chew, and just it's five people, and you have to Mm. balance a conversation and really listen. That's not easy. It's not easy, right? However, because I, I feel that I balance energies with people, if I have two people who are incongruent in some kind of way, I will balance the two. And so... I think I'm in the middle. I'm like, okay, how do I bring these people together? So in that instance, I'm a good listener. But when you are telling me something that I don't want to hear, I will talk over you. Mm. Oh, interesting. We've all done it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so by deliberately thinking about what skills you wanted to bring, you're able to up your game. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I had to ask myself, you know, this time that I've been spending at home and just thinking about why am I like that? Or uh, am I like this? And when don't I want to listen to my husband? And when does he get impatient with me? (laughs) (laughs) And I realized how it's that thing of am I not listening or am I listening? And I don't really I want to cut them off. I don't want to hear what they're saying. So I, I guess I am listening. I just want, I don't want, I want to shut you down. Yeah. You know? Well, Carla, I had a really fun time talking to you for your podcast. Say yes. And um, before we had that conversation, you took the quiz, the Four Tendencies quiz. um, And it turned out you're a rebel, which means you want to do, go your own way in your own time and sort of figure out your own authentic path. So how would you say, like looking back on your career, it seems like you've very much done that. How do you think that that's come up? When ever since our conversation, first of all, there's so many things, and I quote you all the time, by the way. I just just want you to know. Well, Gretchen Rubin says, Uh but uh, ever since you said on the podcast, when I told you about when I was taking the trash out, you're like, wait, wait, I'm going to tell you what happened. And you finished the story by saying, I said, my mother called out. She said, wait. I said, Yes. You said your mother called out, told you to take the trash out, and you took the trash back in the kitchen. I said, that's exactly what happened. And ever since you said that, I have looked at my life in retrospect, thinking about when people have asked me to do something, and I was going to do it anyway, and I'm like, now I don't want to do it. 
Ah. There have been contracts. There have been people that I've worked with. And because I felt like they were telling me and dictating to me to do something, I'm like, I don't want to do it now. Yes. I see that so clearly. And I'm like, why don't you think you had to tell me that? And especially, right. you know, when you look at the the four tendencies and and how you can derail a rebel. Yes. You know, mm. it will it would have taken me two days, but because you keep asking me and micromanaging, <laughs> now it's gonna take two months. I mean, I am that person. I I am so that person. And I was even talking about it yesterday, and I was like, ah. And then it'll come up in conversation. I said, do you think it's because I'm a rebel? Because I feel like they're trying to tell me to do this thing. And I don't want to do it. Well, do you think it helped you in terms of leaving your job as an accountant and saying, I'm going to be a chef? Like, was someone telling you you can't do that? Or when you look back, do you think that impacted you? I think there were so many people telling me that I had to stay in that job. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. you don't know me, do you? I'm leaving. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it absolutely happened when I decided to go gray and let my mm -hmm. hair, my ah. dye go out because I, I said I, it was a it was a really quick little announcement. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to color my hair anymore. And I go downstairs and I make this big declaration. I said, I declare this <laughs> snow Simba. I'm not oh, going to color my hair anymore. <gasps> and then the ABC rep said, oh, we'll see. And I was like, oh. Oh, Ooh. boy. Oh, I mean, it happened on a dime. So, oh. the, so there are all of these things where I I am certainly a rebel. And, and so that was one of them. And yeah, which is why I'm still great. I'm, I've not touched color. But I think you're a great example of how rebels can be enormously successful. Just got to stay out of their way. Like, let them do their thing and <laughs> um, and they will succeed. And here's something that you're involved in that is so interesting to me. Because my next book is about the five senses. And, and I've also been visiting the Metropolitan Museum every day. And I've been thinking about the senses and how that, that makes us happier. And you have this really interesting position. You're the culinary ambassador for Sweet Home Cafe at the Smithsonian National Museum for African American History and Culture, which has got to be, it's one of the coolest buildings on, uh, on the mall if you haven't seen it. So what does that mean to be culinary ambassador for the museum? That sounds really cool and interesting. It is. I basically just get to talk about how amazing the food is there and how it connects. Um, the, the food is a museum in and of itself. Uh -huh. The chef is mm. Chef Jerome Grant. And he has an incredible menu. There are four different stations. And so the cafe ends up being a respite from all of the heavy things that you may have seen in the museum. Mm, yeah. But also it shows you the influence of African-Americans around the country. A lot of times people think about our food and they go right to the South. They don't mm -hmm. think about the North. They don't think about the West. I mean, of course, the, the Creole Coast in New Orleans. But, but having those distinct stations actually helps you understand um, our contributions. But also the cafe ends up being a respite and a place to discuss what you just saw. Mm -hmm. You know, right. like you're sitting around at the dinner table yeah. at home, whether you do it or not at the museum, that's encouraged. 
But it's not, it's related to the museum. So it's not just like sit down and have like your, your baguette burger. or whatever. Oh, it's right. Like, Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. I mean, you can get a burger, but yeah. the food is definitely connected to um, the African American experience. Um, but what I love about you talking about the five senses, but even when I'm in the kitchen, I talk about this and I tell people, you know, you can't just cook with your eyes with a recipe. Mm-hmm. You have to cook with everything. You have to cook with your mm-hmm. ears and your mm-hmm. nose and your sense of touch and your sense of smell. Um, and I and I do this exercise where I'm making uh, a vinaigrette mm-hmm. in a blender. And you put in all the aromatics. You put in the vinegar and the, let's say, shallots and garlic. And then you start to whiz it up. And before, as you're pouring in the oil... The blender sounds like this. And then as you pour in the oil, I say, I don't want you to look at how much oil you are pouring in, but listen to when the oil is taken into this dressing, when it becomes emulsified. And it's... And that is the sound. Your dressing is done. Wow, Gretch, that's got to go in the book. That's right, because it's not like a half a teaspoon. It's like, listen for the sound of, you know, the low groaning going into like a pleasant whirr. Yes, (laughs) yes. And it's also why I don't, I mean, I love music. I'm always, I used to dance on the chew, but I don't listen to music in the kitchen. Oh, interesting, because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people do. They do. Because you want to focus on the food. I want to focus on the food. They were like, you love music. You should have a playlist. I'm like, ah, no, I want to hear the water running. I want to hear the crunch of my vegetables. I want to hear the knife on the cutting board. I want to hear the sizzle in the pan. I I literally, I mean, that for me is a meditation. Mm. I I just love the sound of food. I love the sound of the first crunch of popcorn or Ooh, yeah. uh, potato chips. And I love like putting a bunch of um, smoothie or something in my mouth and then swallowing it all. When it does the, oh. I, I just I just love that. I mean, it's so rude. It's it's not right. My husband, my my husband and my mother, are like really, Carla, really. And I'm like, but I love it. It just sounds like enjoyment. See, and I like to eat with my hands whenever I can. Like if I'm by myself, I eat with my hands more than I really ought to. Okay. I shouldn't. That's kind of gross. But But my meal, I mean, it's all about eating with the hands, you know? Oh, yes. So Carla, uh, before we let you go, we'd love to ask our guests if you have a try this at home tip for our listeners, just something to make their lives a little happier. You know, I, I do, but I feel like they should almost turn the music off in the kitchen and let the food, Ooh, you know. That's a good one. Hear the yeah. food. I mean, honestly, be present. And everyone always asks me about garlic on their hands. And I use a lot of garlic and I use garlic on a microplane. And so that means that I'm touching the garlic. And so how I get the garlic smell off my hands, I wash my hands and then I take um, a stainless steel spoon or the stainless steel of your sink or the faucet and rub my hands on the sink or the faucet because the sulfur from the smell of the garlic reacts to the stainless steel and it actually takes that smell off your hands. Wow. Wow. Good to know. Like that's a science experiment from seventh grade. Like coming straight to your. 
yeah, your kitchen. Oh, that's such a handy, that's such a handy tip. Well, Carl, it was such a treat to get to talk to you. Likewise. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank Virtually. you, Carla. Thank you. And look, we can go eat with our hands at any time. All right. You, you and me. <laughs> coming up, I've got a reading demerit. Not my first one, but first this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, listen, it's time for Demerits and Gold Stars, and this is an odd-numbered episode, which means it's your turn to offer a demerit. Okay, Gretch. Well, a while back, I talked about how I wasn't reading novels, all these stacks of novels that I keep buying, and you were going to check back in with me yes. on how I was progressing. By declaring it as a demerit, I was saying I was going to make a change, and you were going to keep me honest. So how are you doing? Not good. I haven't uh, read anything um, that's not in some way work-related. And do you think you've just been too distracted? You've had so much reading for work, there just hasn't been time. What's going on? Well, I think part of it is definitely uh, distraction. Um, but one thing I've realized, and I might have mentioned this to you, is that I've realized about myself that, to me, reading is about relaxing. And so... Yeah. It's like, if I'm not relaxed, I don't feel like reading. And also, when I read a book, I'm the type that I just want to finish the book. And that's all I can think about. And that's all I want to do. And if I feel like I have a big work situation coming up, or I know I'm going to have to focus on something, then I don't want to start a book 
because I'm worried that my finishing of it is going to be interrupted or I'm not going to do my work because all I want to do is read and it's going to keep me from being productive. See, that is so interesting because it's like your love of reading is actually making you more reluctant to read because it'll set you up for this conflict. Yes. I I kind of had that just revelation because I was really examining why I'm not reading. Yeah, because Alaska, it's like you get 300 pages in and then you have to stop. You're like, I've got 900 pages to go. It's like, I can't just like- came up because I bought Alaska by James Mishner, which is like, whatever, 800 pages. And I have not even opened it. So maybe I just need to pick novellas or poems. Or maybe something like essays where they come to an end and they're not as compulsively readable because there's not suspense and yet they're really satisfying to read. That's a good idea. I bought like two Joan Didion essay books, which I also have not, I mean, which I've read, but I bought them to reread. So maybe that's where I should start. So yeah, because it wouldn't set up that conflict. Yes. Um, Okay, Gretchen, what is your gold star this week? Well, I want to give a gold star to all the reporters who didn't get to sleep during the election, who like stayed up overnight, you know what I mean? Because as somebody who values her sleep, that's an unimaginable situation for me. So gold star to the people who kept everything going on so little sleep. Yeah, you could tell they were getting punchy at times, you know, (laughs) on the different networks. And some people were like, their pants were getting crumpled and... um, (laughs) Other people, I caught a one uh, anchor drinking coffee when he thought like he wasn't on camera. So oh anyway, yeah, good job, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Gold star. Um, and the resources and reminders for this week. Okay, remember we want to hear your success stories from Walk Twenty and Twenty. So please send those to us. We're going to shine a spotlight on that to help keep everybody stay fired up. And if you have a plan to exorcise twenty twenty to do something to mark the end of twenty twenty. And usher in 2021. We'd love to hear that. Elizabeth, I I figured out what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to tell you yet. If you are planning to give one of my books as a gift for the holiday season, you can request a signed book plate, personalized. This is for the United States and Canada only. I'm sorry, it's because of mailing costs. But be sure to do that as soon as possible so that I can be sure to get it to you on time. I will put a link in the show notes. And I will also note that my Happiness Project One Sentence Journal for Mothers is also a great holiday gift, especially at a season where a lot of people are spending more time at home. This is a fun way to keep track of like little memories and moments of this time. You can go to GretchenRubin.com slash shop to check it out. Yes. The holidays are upon us. Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Review the essential seven to gauge how you're doing with your habits. Let us know if you tried it and what's your gold star, what's your demerit, and what area do you want to work on? Thank you to our wonderful guest, Carla Hall. Check out her podcast, Say Yes with Carla Hall and her latest cookbook, Carla Hall's Soul Food, Every Day and Celebration. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Till next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Gretch, it's so funny how I don't cook at all, and yet I've seen every episode of Top Chef.
Why why do you like it? I you know, it's watching people do something they're good at is yes. just very satisfying. Yes. And I mean, someone like Carla, I mean, she just sort of burst onto the scene and you're just rooting for people, you know? Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun. From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. (laughs) 